0: This is the Faithful Expositor, a podcast from the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor
1: Jonathan Sims of Shepperville Mills Baptist Church. Welcome to another edition of the Faithful Expositor. I'm your host, Brother Joe Carpenter, and today I'm here in the studio with Brother John O. Sims, my friend and my uh, senior pastor. And brother, how are you doing on this Monday morning? Doing well, brother. Uh, yesterday was a Just a
0: wonderful day for me to be back in the Revelation, and we have hit the sweet part, Mm. Revelation 19, the second coming of Jesus, and just the thought of Christ vanquishing all of his enemies and Mm. ruling and reigning over the nations. I kind of used a phrase yesterday in that text that Jesus will be the (laughs) pastor-in-chief. Amen. And um, he comes to rule the nations, and that word rule is poimane, mm-hmm. from which we get the word pastor. And Christ is going to come and be the shepherd, the pastor of the nations. And mm-hmm. I so long for that, brother. I groan on this Monday, as Romans 8 mm-hmm. says, waiting for Christ to come and, and fulfill all things and mm-hmm. rule over the nations and make sense out of this crazy world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives us hope on a Monday morning.
1: Amen. I told you already that Ashley and I just received a great deal of comfort uh, from that text uh, yesterday, especially last night and talking about, thinking about the armies that are going to come with him. Yes. And I don't even know if armies is a good term for us mm. because we're not there to fight. Right. Uh, we're there to worship our Savior as right. he wins the battle. That's right. Um, what a joy that is to think about because, you know, we, every single day we're living in a fallen world. That's and right. Fighting against our own uh, sinful flesh. Yep. Uh, But what a day that'll be uh, when my Jesus I will see. Yes. So thank you so much for being faithful. I know that it was an encouragement Mm -hmm. to my family, but also for the church family as well. Right. And, uh, you know, I had planned to come in this morning and to talk about some things concerning eschatology. But, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit has line item veto power on Mm -hmm. all of that. And uh, today is a day where out of the outflow of your just devotional time and time with the Lord this morning, you wanted to just come and just give some basic counsel to young men, pastors, believers. And uh, you've given me some of your thoughts here and we're just gonna go through some of these, if you will. You could almost call this the proverb of the day. Yes. Isn't that kinda how it started off for you? It kinda starts that
0: way off for me every day. Mm -hmm. And I do wanna get to that passage on eschatology, that podcast Mm -hmm. on eschatology. We need to do that and Mm -hmm. I wanna do that. But just this morning, You know, it's a new month, Hmm. May the 1st, and of course, you start with Proverbs chapter Mm one, and that's been my consistent practice, and in verses two through five, he's given the purpose of a proverb, and Hmm. he says it's to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, Hmm. to give subtlety to the simple, and to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Listen to this. He says, a wise man will hear and will increase learning. A man of understanding will attain unto more wise counsel. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've always wanted to do, Brother Joe. I've always wanted to, the consistent prayer of my life has been from James 1. You know, Mm -hmm. if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God and God gives it liberally. Mm-hmm. I've always understood that wisdom is the principal thing mm-hmm. that the greatest need of my life as a dad, as a grandfather, as a husband, and especially mm-hmm. as a pastor is I need wisdom. This is too high for me. This is too great for me. I'm
2: mm-hmm.
0: I'm dealing with matters that are beyond my ability and comprehension. Mm-hmm. And so I need the wisdom of God and mm-hmm. So that kind of uh, touched my heart this morning, and then we came into staff meeting, and Ryan read an excerpt Mm -hmm. of the chapter, uh, the book Dangerous Calling by Tripp, and he read an excerpt from that just encouraging us all along those same lines. Mm -hmm. You know, it was almost hand in glove, Mm -hmm. and he didn't know that I had already jotted these things down in my quiet time this Mm -hmm. morning and it just completely went along with what Brother Ryan challenged us with this morning, and I just felt that it would be good to mm-hmm. just have a a general wisdom session today uh, for Christians, but specifically for pastors mm-hmm. of just some things that kind of have guided me mm-hmm. through the years of being a granddad and a dad and a husband and a pastor all these years, and I hope these
1: things maybe are beneficial to someone that's listening. Amen. Solomon said, in all thy getting, get wisdom. Right. And kind of like the same way that you had expressed it, we look at the pastoral ministry. It's a high and holy calling. Right, uh, who is adequate for these things? That's right. Solomon basically said the same thing when he real when he realized he was going to be the king. Right, and he asked God for wisdom That's above right. all else. That's right. And God granted it
0: to him. And God was pleased by that request, mm-hmm. and even gave him exceeding abundantly above all he asked or thought. That's right. And so we really desperately need wisdom in a world
1: which mm-hmm. has none. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for that, and I know that this has been a practice of yours. Uh, every every day, right, is to start off your day in the wisdom literature, and right. Proverbs, and dealing with the proverb of the day. And you've written a devotional out on that and given it to our people. And in yeah. fact, under our small group, um, I don't know if you want to call it a campaign or theme focus this year, it's the wisdom literature exactly. And we're going to be finishing up James here in a few weeks, uh, quite a few weeks, and. After that, we'll be moving on to the book of Proverbs. We've already been through the book of Ecclesiastes and taking your messages and your notes on that and using that to supplement our small group time. And it's been a blessing to the whole church. And obviously, I don't think that
0: we have to do that every time. Mm -hmm. There's great assistance and help by using, we've used John MacArthur's Mm -hmm. small group literature for years Mm -hmm. and um, before that, we used Lifeways' Explore the Book series, you know, and God used that in the life of our church. But I can't think of anything more strategic than the overflow of the preaching pastor's ministry yes. being used in small groups to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's mm-hmm. the command the Lord's laid on me. So it thrills my heart mm-hmm. that this year has been dedicated to teaching our congregation. Some of the things that
1: I've gleaned through the years of studying the wisdom literature. and Amen. I pray that it bears fruit. So what were some of the things that the Lord laid in, on your heart today to be able to share with, with us? Well, I want to start where I believe the Bible starts.
0: Jesus was asked one time by a lawyer, what's the greatest commandment? And that's a good question. When you think about it, that's that's really a good question. I don't know what he was expecting, but... <laughs> He got the truth of the Word of God as revealed by the great shepherd, Amen. the good shepherd, and the chief shepherd, Jesus Christ. Hmm. And Christ quoted the great Shema passage in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. And the one I'm reading, it's, re- it's repeated in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Mm-hmm. But in I like Matthew's rendition for the fact that Jesus shows us how this is a concluding statement on all of Christianity. Yeah. Um, he said to that man that asked him that question, what's the greatest commandment? He said, you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, Mm -hmm. all of your soul, and all of your mind. Mm -hmm. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You will love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, listen to this. This is astounding. He said, on these two commandments hang all of the law and all of the prophets, Mm -hmm. Matthew 22, 36 through 38. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what Jesus was saying was, and none of us can perfectly do this, it's a lifetime of following and obeying jesus but we should strive to love god with all of our heart yeah. all of our soul all of our mind and in mark he adds all of our strength mm. and then we should strive to love our neighbor as ourselves as we love the lord too and and if we could do that perfectly and i know none of us can sure. and we fall short of the glory of god we would fulfill the essence of the spirit mm. the heart of everything that the prophets ever wrote and everything that was contained in the law of God and is contained in the law of God. Mm -hmm. And so I just believe that it's important to preach and teach this biblical preaching and focus of Jesus on genuine love. And by the way, it is the first fruit of the redeemed. Mm -hmm. It's the first fruit of the Holy Spirit in the heart of someone that's been regenerated, Mm -hmm. Um, the fruit of the Spirit is love, number one. And you find this throughout the Scriptures. Jesus gave warning after warning after warning, Hmm. and that's what Ryan warned us about this morning, that we can Hmm. be mechanical and methodical in the head, but not love and have affection for Jesus in the heart. Mm -hmm. And Edwards was big on Mm -hmm. the affections, affections. you know, and the section Ryan read this morning from Tripp's book, he had just completed a thorough and extensive exposition with parsed verbs and mm-hmm. diagram sentences on the book of Romans. And he discovered when he finished it, my heart is cold. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I don't feel those affections in, in my heart for the Lord Jesus Christ. And it led him to a season of brokenness and seeking mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. We can all leave, as Jesus warned the church at Ephesus, mm-hmm. our first love. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, um, Christianity becomes a dead, sterile religion.
2: Yeah,
0: um, Love is the top of the list. Mm-hmm. It's, it's principle. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's not fake, Brother Joe. It's not phony.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I really do mean this from the depth mm-hmm. of my heart. How many times do I tell you a day I love you, brother? <laughs> yeah. I'm just not ashamed to do that. Yeah. I, uh, it, it's not awkward for me because I love you, mm-hmm. and when I see you, I want that to be first thing you hear me say. And when when we depart, I want mm-hmm. you to hear that that's the last thing. I tell my wife every day, multiple times, that I love her. She needs to hear it, and I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. I need to hear myself say that, and. Mm-hmm. I tell the Lord repeatedly that I love you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And there's just something about my heart getting in line with my words yeah. that, and, and and as a pastor brother, our congregation needs to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe, and Darla brought that out in staff meeting mm-hmm. this morning and, and everyone, we, we sat around and discussed it for a while, that I believe that love does characterize mm-hmm. our church. Mm-hmm. I believe love is the, Uh, the chief thing here. And I long for that to be the case. I I strive for it to be. I want to try to model that in front of our people. Mm -hmm. And our church is a very loving, Mm -hmm. a very warm, a very welcoming, a very accepting place. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that glorifies the Lord Jesus. Now, there's a lot of people that are (laughs) lovey-dovey. But when you come to Shelbyville Mills, if you heard my two sermons yesterday, brother, it's it wasn't lovey-dovey? <laughs> yeah, there's there's fire and heat where where appropriate. Yeah, but love drives, mm-hmm. I believe, everything that we do. And when we see that it doesn't, we repent mm-hmm. and return to our first love, as yeah. uh, Revelation two charges us to. And so, I I would just say, brother, that you know when you have a divine call on your life you immediately begin to think about preparation and you
2: Hmm.
0: immediately begin to think about um seminary or pti or you know um how can i learn this and how can i study these great doctrines 100 percent appropriate Mm -hmm. but a lot of guys forget love yeah and and through the years they just become sterile and stated and cold and mechanical and methodical and Boy, it, it, it shows churches are a reflection of their senior preaching pastor. Exactly. And whatever he is, by and large, they're going to take on that same. And, and, and I, I was told that early on, that they're going to take on your personality. They're going to take on what you emphasize. And, boy, that, that caused fear and trembling yeah. to run up my spine. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, my kids, we, I raised them, hugging on them, kissing mm-hmm. on them squeezing on them, I do that to my grandkids, I tell them I love them uh, all the time, I want them to hear that, and and I believe that they'll see through that the love of their Heavenly Father. Mm-hmm. So, I know that's general, I
1: know there's mm-hmm. a lot to that, but that would be the top of my list. I won't expound too far on this, but I, you know, <clears throat> and I certainly in no way want to minimize the very beginning of that command, which is love for God. Right. And that's supreme over everything, it really Absolutely. drives it all. yeah. But I will say this, and I'm not trying to be all sentimental and lovey-dovey or anything like that, too. But I think you've done an excellent job of showing us, you know, when he says love your neighbor as yourself, your neighbor is anybody that God yep. brings into your path. Yes. And that's something that you've exemplified before this church, whether it's guests coming in the door, whether we're out in town, whether no matter where it is. And you show that very, you may not tell a total stranger that you love him immediately, but that person's going to know uh, just by meeting you and the kindness that's there and the gentleness and all uh, that and the hospitality that you show. And and that th- this person's different. They 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 genuinely have a love here that I've never expe- uh, experienced before. Boy, I sure hope that's true. It now, is true. I'm I, not just I, saying I, that to. Bold. I hope <laughs> it is. I want it to be. Um,
0: you know, people a lot of times can't hear what we say. Mm hmm because they see how we act yeah and it's hard for people to accept what we say if if, if we just you know are kind of a jerk <laughs> yes and so I, I do believe that's to very 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 important to adorn the gospel of jesus christ with with, with love and but i'll go one step further brother mm-hmm. the bible says love your enemies yes do good to those who despitefully use you yep. and and in in so doing Paul says you hope you you heap coals of fire on their head and, you know Who was the guest of
1: honor at the last supper
0: That's Judas Exactly yeah. exactly and last week um you know the week before Kayla's father passed away and mm. um I preached his funeral and Kayla and I didn't really feel like it but I'm so glad we did we we went ahead and you encouraged me too we went ahead and went on our vacation. And part of that was at one state park. And then we came a little bit closer to home to another state park. And we were involved in riding the Henry Horton bike ride, which is a hundred mile bike ride. And over those brief two days, the Lord gave me at least, I counted, I think, six opportunities (laughs) to be a witness for Jesus. And all of them had to do with something like Buying someone's meal, and then yeah. they would ask me, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, yeah. I had three people come to me and say, "Why did you do that?" And I, and you're able to to just say, "Well, you know, someone's done something far greater for me than that," mm-hmm. and you get to explain to them the love of God, and and that's just a very, very dear thing to me, is to um, you know, God so loved the world. Mm that he gave his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. Greater love
2: mm-hmm.
0: hath no man than this, than a man lay his life down for his friends. The fruit of the Spirit is love. Mm-hmm. And, and so this ought to be very prominent in our lives. It ought to kind of drive who we are and what we do and why we do it. It's mm-hmm. the motive behind our service. Amen. People can pick up on fake and phony, mm-hmm. and they can also pick up on agenda.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: People, don't to, people don't know what to do with genuine love. Right. It gets their attention, unlike perhaps anything else. And so yep. I know there's a lot more we could say, but we're, we're commanded by Jesus to even love our enemies. That's right.
1: Yeah. And it does shock them sometimes. It does. And that's a good thing. Yep. Yeah.
0: It shocked me when God invaded my heart with the love of God in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Why would God love someone like me? bro? there's no... There's no reason except the kindness of God, mm-hmm. which that, leads to repentance. Praise which, God. Why would God reach out to me with love, mm-hmm. brother? I deserve His wrath. Mm-hmm. It's shocking, you know. And
1: and we should bear and manifest, you know, that that same thing. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, let's move through this. Uh, you had kind of uh, written out some of your thoughts, and uh, I want to be able to move through each one of these. I think every one of them is very important. And uh, speaking of general. Council for believers and especially pastor, you talked about the importance of transparency.
0: Darla brought that up in staff meeting this morning. Mm-hmm. She's one of our secretaries and mm-hmm. and I told y'all in the office I'm pencil I'm penciling that one in. <laughs> it wasn't one I originally had on my list, but so important, so much so that we're mentioning it as number two. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for all Christians, mm-hmm. and these truths apply to all Christians, but how much more for the pastor, mm-hmm. that you're the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. you're The way you are at church is the way you are at home. I think nothing is more damaging to PKs, preacher's kids, yeah. than to see dad put on airs and mm-hmm. put on his church face and you know, he's out in the yard or he's at home and and being unkind and ungracious, but a church member steps up to the house and all the transformation takes place. And all of a sudden he becomes Mr. Smiley, good guy, you know, (laughs) boy, that does such damage and your people and your church can see that too. Mm -hmm. James warns that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Mm. And that double-mindedness permeates the church. It produces an instability. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, authentic Christian love, which is the number one thing we mentioned, is what produces this transparency. Mm -hmm. That Christ has won your heart. Mm -hmm. He's won your affections. He's won your mind and your thinking and your emotions. He's permeated every fiber of who you are. And, of course, we have to grow in that. Mm -hmm. But that should produce an authenticity. Mm -hmm. It should produce a transparency of You just are who you are. And I say this all the time. I'm not trying to be a Christian as if it was a checklist of do's and don'ts. As much as I have the inborn, indwelling spirit of the living God who I yield to and submit to and you do too Mm -hmm. that enables us and empowers us to live the Christian life. Christian life is impossible. You cannot live it on your own. The only way you can be these things is if you are empowered and indwelt and infilled by God's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. You don't work to be a Christian. You just are one or you ain't one. <laughs> Christ is the one who did the work. Yeah. And if we're in Christ, uh, we have all the strength that we need mm-hmm. uh, to take. We, we're being conformed into his image, mm-hmm. Romans 8, you know, 29. A lot of people thunder the great doctrines of grace, which we dedicated a podcast yeah. to last week. Um, but they forget that it's all to the end that you be conformed to the image of his dear son. Mm -hmm. We should be taking on the likeness of Jesus. And that's what this this podcast today is all
1: about, taking on the likeness of Jesus Christ. When I thought about this thing, this idea of transparency, too, I didn't just think so much about purely it being authenticity or being a genuine Christian, which it is that, but also the idea of not trying to hide your blemishes and not trying to and you and i had this conversation i think it was last week just about the heroes of the faith in the yeah. in the scriptures and god doesn't do that with david or no. moses or no. paul no uh, he shows it to us that's
0: exactly right when i was a younger preacher um i was up in the pulpit and i just remember having just the heart gripping awareness that there's one person obviously more than one the father son and the holy spirit but there's one person living on this planet that's sitting out there listening to me preach that knows what I really am and that's Kayla Sims yeah and it just i just thought how horrible it would would it be for my wife to have to stomach yeah sitting out there listening to me preach thinking this guy's an absolute tyrant at home he's an absolute demon to live with he's mm. he's just an absolute monster to live with that would be horrible, and so many dear sisters have that very mm. situation and I pray obviously even obviously the Lord was working on me, but i before then, but I didn't want that to be the case I didn't want more importantly for the Father mm. to look down from heaven and see me in the pulpit um mm. uh, having not you know been um through the week, right? you know, what he has called me to be, and that is be ye holy as I am holy, mm-hmm.
1: which kind of leads to the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we never want anything that we say or do to ever bring reproach upon the name of, the God, of God. And that that's does right. lead us to point number three, and that's the importance of living clean or holy living, we may call it. <laughs> you know,
0: for the guys that want it stated a little bit more technically yesterday i talked about christ possesses mm-hmm. uh tr- you know he possesses inherent righteousness mm-hmm. we don't we possess imputed righteousness mm-hmm. but imputed righteousness which is righteousness granted and given and placed to our account in regeneration imputed righteousness always manifests itself in per- personal holiness yes and in cleanness and in living clean before the lord Purity and cleanness is the power behind the preacher. Mm -hmm. For years, I brought this over with me, Um, Mm -hmm. I've had this hanging up in my office Mm -hmm. and I ran across it as a young preacher in my 20s and typed it out and printed it out and it's just something I read when I go out the door to go preach Mm -hmm. and I'll just quote it, I'll just read it word for word, the better the man, the better the preacher. Mm -hmm. When he kneels by the bed of the dying or when he mounts the pulpit stairs, then every self-denial he has made, every Christian forbearance he has shown, every resistance to sin and temptation will come back to him to strengthen his arm and give conviction to his voice. Mm. Likewise, Mm. every evasion of duty, every indulgence of self, every compromise with evil Every unworthy thought, word, or deed will be there at the head of the pulpit stairs to meet him on Sunday morning to take the light from his eye, the power from his blow, the ring from his voice, and the joy from his heart. Mm. And that's from a man named Clarence McCartney. And, brother, I've just always—the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, Mm -hmm. Proverbs 1, Mm -hmm. this morning's proverb. And I've always feared— Go into the pulpit and God knowing I'm a phony. Mm -hmm. Go into the pulpit and God knowing I'm faking it and that I've not been who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be that way. I just, y'all would know it in a moment. Satan will use that too. Uh, He'll uh, uh, blackmail you. Blackmail you. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And likewise, though, Kayla loves me enough not to throw anything up in my face. And she's forgiving and loving. And I haven't been perfect. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I have blown it. (laughs) But. Quickly confess it, quickly forsake Amen. it, quickly receive forgiveness. Absolutely. But I would hate to know I'm up in the pulpit preaching the word and my kids sitting out there mm-hmm. and thinking, man, what a hypocrite. Yes. What, you know, this guy is not what he claims to be. Amen. And so, brother, live clean. Yes. The Bible says that God desires truth in the inward parts. Mm hmm. And in the hidden part, he makes me to know wisdom, Psalm 51, 6. We can be no more out yonder than we are in the heart. That's right. In the private devotions with God and in the daily dealings, you know. The other day, and this is, I've had so many of these. Joshua's sitting over here. He'll chuckle. He'll think this is what I'm referring to. And it's not the one you think, Joshua. But the other day, I had a lady call me on the phone. And it's a company that I do business with. And man, I was short with her. I, I was bully. I bit her head off. I, I just I was just not yeah. charitable at all. And you know, yeah. I thought, well, this woman doesn't live in my town. She doesn't know who I am. And I hung up the phone. And boy, I was just smitten by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I wish I knew how to get back in touch with her to call her back and apologize. Unfortunately, it was a outsourced yeah. person over in
1: India. Or yeah, something. some <laughs> other foreign
0: country and whatnot. Yeah. And. Mm-hmm but but even in the places where nobody will ever even know of course now everybody knows cause i just told him but that's true, yeah. and god already knew <laughs> but there should be charity and there should be kindness and there
1: should be love you yeah. know and but like you said too when there's not when cause there are times when you're going to fall you're going to stumble yep. that's when you need to repent Well, you know there
0: was a man that we were dealing with here for a while, brother. He came to church, and you remember the guy, big bulky weightlifter guy, and he was extremely legalistic, and he just kept pushing, 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 pushing. And one day in my office, me and David Brown, boy, I just cracked. And, I mean, I let this guy have it, brother. I mean, I wasn't charitable. I wasn't kind. I wasn't Christian in my deportment at all. And I didn't say curse words or anything like that, but, man, I mean, I unloaded on the guy. And, by the way, there was— he needed to be put on the road. He did. Sure. He was so in discord, and he needed to be put on the road. But the way I did it, yes. and I sat down, brother. I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to preach Sunday. Yeah, I, I just had lost my victory, and I knew that that was going to be there at the head of the pulpit stairs to meet me. Yes. And Satan was beating me up about it. And I sat down, and I wrote him a letter, and I specifically, bullet point by bullet point, said, I said this, I was wrong. Mm. I said these words, that was not Christian. I said these phrases, and that was hateful and unkind. Mm. And I I begged him to forgive me. And uh, he printed that out and used it against (laughs) me. But you know what? My conscience was clear at that point. And uh, and he did come back later and and say he appreciated it and Mm. whatnot. But the fact is, it was for Christ, not not even so much for Him. Yeah. Uh, and the Lord wants us; He wants truth in the inward parts and yes. in the hidden in the hidden man.
1: Yeah. He makes us to know His wisdom. What's the old saying? Who you are in private is who you really are. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Amen. Amen. Let's move on here, and really, this will aid uh, this next one that you've written down here will certainly aid you in in that uh, in holy living, and that's uh, to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. He's the
0: source of holiness. Mm -hmm. Holy is his name. And God is the thrice holy God. And we're commanded. It's not a suggestion. It's a divine command, an imperative, a present tense imperative. And I know we've dedicated podcast time to this in the past. Ephesians 5.18 commands us to, the way it reads in the Greek, be ye being Mm -hmm. filled with the Holy Spirit, always be in the state of being filled with the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Spirit of God is God Almighty, mm-hmm. uh, fully divine, equal with the Father, equal mm-hmm. with the Son. And in John uh mm-hmm. 14 and 17, mm-hmm. you know, Christ talked about I'm going away mm-hmm. and I will send Alos, another comforter, one just, just like, like me. me. <laughs> you know, the same everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and says, it's
1: to your benefit. That Exactly.
0: <laughs> and he began to talk about all the things the Holy Spirit would do, reprove mm. us of sin, righteousness, and judgment, mm. bring all things to our remembrance mm. whatsoever Christ has spoken. He's the one that cultivates Christian character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives us spiritual gifts to serve him. He's the one that bears that love, joy, peace, goodness, gentleness, meekness, faith, self-control of Galatians 5, mm. 22 and following. Seals us. I just can't— um, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I just, when do we stop? <laughs> right. I, I just can't say enough about the precious Holy Spirit. He is my slash our best friend. Yes. Uh preacher I heard one time, and I love this. He said, uh, "The Holy Spirit is Jesus for our generation," <laughs> and I love that. He yeah. He is God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. And. He and he alone can empower us, Brother Joe, to do the things that we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. Please, anyone listening, make no mistake about it. We're not talking about a coat of do-better here. We're not talking about Mm. whooping up some juices by which you dig a little deeper, run a little harder, try a little bit better. (laughs) We're talking about um, the power of God Mm. enabling you to live the Christian life Mm -hmm. and um, enabling you to love with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, enabling you to love your enemies and love your neighbor and to be kind and receptive and warm and welcoming to people and also, by the way, to preach the truth and do the hard things and practice church discipline and and to be a true biblical church and all that comes along with that. The Holy Spirit is the source of our strength, so Mm -hmm.
1: be filled always with the Spirit. Is the source of our integrity, too. He is. I was in my study time, this, my quiet time this morning, I was looking a little bit at the fruit of the Spirit, and I just went down to verse 25 of Galatians 5, and Paul said this. He said, if we live by the Spirit, let us also walk, walk. by the Spirit. Yes. And it speaks again to that transparency, to living clean and being a man of integrity.
0: In John seven thirty-seven through 39, Jesus, you know, he uses a lot of, emblematic language Mm -hmm. and he uses water as Mm -hmm. an emblem of the spirit out Mm -hmm. of your king james version says belly Mm -hmm. uh, shall flow rivers of living water Water. Mm -hmm. and you think about the numbers of times you can live a good while without food but you won't make it long without water Mm. And there's something within us thirst uh, tells us we need a drink, and hmm. we we drink all the time. We're getting a drink of water. We're taking a sip of Gatorade. You know, if you're a runner like you or a cyclist mm-hmm. like me, you're filling up two 24 ounce bottles of of electrolyte hmm. drink, and you're taking them with you. And your body's pretty much constantly telling you you need a drink, you need a drink, you yeah. need a drink. And I've learned through the years, if you don't hydrate, you're gonna bonk. That's right. You know, and and the same is true. In the spiritual realm, the mm. Spirit of God is that living water, mm. and we have to constantly be drinking, brother. Absolutely. Constantly taking in, constantly—he's uh, the only one that can satisfy our thirst. Yeah. So we have to constantly be in the process of being filled, of of hydrating mm-hmm. our soul with the Spirit of the Living God. And mm. I just can't emphasize enough. Um, Don't—it it troubles me that in a lot in large circles of Christianity today, that The Holy Spirit has been relegated to an honorable mention in the Trinity. (laughs) And, brother, he is everything as far as empowering us to live the Christian life. I pray that people begin to learn and explore what it means, as you've quoted, to be filled with the Spirit and to walk in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you do, you won't fulfill the
1: lust of the flesh. Mm -hmm. He's the strength behind these things. He is. And his ministry to us is the way that God carries out his will in our life. That's right. It's through his indwelling presence and power. This is the purpose for
0: which Christ sent him, Mm. is to strengthen us. And he's an encourager. You need encouragement? He's a comforter. Mm -hmm. That's his name. It's a capital C. Mm -hmm. I will send the comforter Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. My, how we need the comforter in these dark
1: days. Amen. You know. That word paraclete means one who comes alongside uh, for And, and the, the definition just explodes after that for encouragement, counsel, admonishment, instruction, rebuke, reproof. I mean, he does all of that, but it's more than just coming alongside, brother. This is like you said earlier, he is God in us. I just kind of put it in the common vernacular. The Holy Spirit causes
0: me to do things I wouldn't ordinarily do. And he causes me to not do a lot of things I ordinarily would do. There is a constraining ministry of the Spirit, and there is a restraining, (laughs) and I need both. Sometimes I need him to constrain me, to light a fire under me, and that's another emblem of the Spirit, Mm -hmm. is fire. Sometimes I need him to restrain me and retard me and hold Mm -hmm. me back Mm -hmm. from doing something foolish or saying something out of season. That's right. And boy, we need the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives.
1: And the only time that I do those things, say something stupid, is when I'm walking in the flesh. That's right. When I'm living in the flesh, and I'm trying to do it on my own strength.
0: I've never been ugly to my wife when I've been filled with the Spirit. Yeah. I've never blown it with my kids <laughs> when I've been filled with the Spirit. Mm. But you could not number the times I have mm.
1: when I'm full of me. Amen. I'm my own worst enemy, brother. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we talk a little bit about... Prayer is a means of even, you know, you ask God, please fill me with your Holy Spirit. But also there's something to be said about spending time in the Word. And this is one of your words of counsel that you've got for us. Devotional reading of the Word and prayer and combining those two together. Uh, For you, is this, I mean, I'm assuming that by this point in your life too, it's not some mechanical um, obligation that you look to every single day. It's a fairly natural way of life. Very. Yeah. It took me a while to get there, but
0: this is maturity, and there's some brothers that still kind of cumbersome and awkward, and they're still doing PACS or ACTS <laughs> or whatever acronym you... Okay, I've got to adore. Okay, now I've got to confess. confess. Oh, now I've got to give thanks. Oh, this is the time for supplication. Yeah. That... That's okay. Helpful it, early on. That's okay. Yeah. But I almost chuckle at it now because I don't treat Kayla that way. Mm-hmm. I don't treat you that way. And why do I treat the Lord that way? It's just so unnatural. Mm. You'll grow out of that. Mm-hmm. In time, you'll mm-hmm. grow out of that and it'll become more relational and yeah. you'll take your training wheels off and you'll <laughs> enjoy riding the roads, mm-hmm. you know. But um, we wouldn't be having this podcast today if it wasn't for this very thing. Mm-hmm. I got up this morning, mm-hmm. I turned a Proverbs chapter 1, because today's May the 1st, Hmm. and off we go. And the Spirit of God, like you said, has line item veto power, and Mm -hmm. he led us down this path. Uh, The old hymn says, oh, what needs we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. That's right. All because Mm -hmm. we don't carry everything to God in prayer. Yeah. Brother, all things are sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Mm. And don't miss the golden nuggets and gems that God has for you that day. He, uh, in that early morning devotional time in the word and prayer, he's equipping you for the journey that day. Mm. And you need Mm -hmm. what he's giving to you for the express exact scenarios you will face that day. That's right. And so I just can't stress enough, brother. We could do a whole podcast on quiet times and devotional life and study, and maybe we need to do that. Mm -hmm. But this this is major. Mm -hmm. This is the strength the Holy Spirit draws from. All day all day long to empower
1: you to the Christian life he's called you to. Yeah. Don Whitney talked a lot about, you know, you, you, it's uh, intake and outflow. That's you right. You know, you're taking in scripture, you're, and that's given the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you, if you will, he used to say, ammunition to use throughout the day. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I not set against God. Well,
0: you're going to see that I'm getting way ahead because this is the last thing on our list, but I uh-huh. so we won't have to mention it again, but right. I'll just mention it now. Diligent study and preparation to preach the Word of God. Hmm. You know, obviously we have tools, and that's what Trip was saying. He's got all of his exegetical books. He's got his Logos program. He's got the three Greek dictionaries yeah. running in the background. <laughs> 5,978 commentaries, you know, on your logos program, you've got all the tools, you've got all the flow charts, you've got all the parsing guides and diagramming uh, helps and such. And you have all the mechanical pieces. But man, without the Holy Spirit, that stuff is vain. All is vain unless the spirit of the Holy One comes down. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of guys that have exegetical precision and sure. they're dry and dead as a hammer. Mm-hmm. There's no pathos. There's no ethos. There's no, no power. passion or yeah. power. It's yeah. just a stale, sterile recitation of fact. Mm-hmm. That's not preaching, brother. Right. There is an anointing, and we don't need to let Benny Hinn and all the charismatic nuts steal away from us the anointing, enabling Mm -hmm. ministry of the Spirit in the life of the preacher. In the moment. In the moment. And here's what I want to say, and this is what I was coming to. You know, I used to see my study as a Monday through Thursday evening discipline. I've studied. I've done my word studies. I've manuscripted. Okay, it's ready. I've stuck it in my folio. Saturday, I'll pull it back out mm-hmm. and read over. it. Sunday. I'll review it a couple more times. But my study is constantly evolving. As a, My study is being sanctified just like me, brother. Mm-hmm. My study is undergoing sanctification, and it's constant and unending. And here's what I told you all this morning. Study never ends. Right. Yesterday I'm preaching Revelation nineteen eleven through seventeen, and this happened in the morning and the evening. While I'm preaching, I'm learning. Yeah. While I'm preaching, the Spirit is connecting Old Testament passages and bringing things to my remembrance. I told y'all probably I don't don't hold me to this, but but the the further I walk with the Lord, probably thirty percent of the things that I said yesterday weren't in my manuscript they were things that the spirit of God brought to my mind mm-hmm. and here's what I've learned I go back now yeah and I add those things to my manuscript even though I've already preached it here's why one day it's going to be in a commentary and somebody's going to be reading it and I want them to have that mm-hmm. And so this is part of the ministry of the Spirit, brother, Mm -hmm. is that even after you're studying, even while you're preaching, you're you're studying. You're still learning and growing. It Mm -hmm. never ends. Mm -hmm. My point I'm trying to make is you cannot live the Christian life, and you certainly can't be a Christian minister Mm -hmm. unless you learn to rely upon completely the the Spirit of the living God and trust Him to, as He says, guide you into all truth, That's right. bring all things to your remembrance that He has spoken. Mm-hmm. The Spirit points us to Christ, He illumines the Word, mm-hmm. He helps us to understand the truth. Proverbs 1 says to understand the the wisdom of aged men and their dark sayings. Mm-hmm. You can't grasp these things without the aid and the
1: assistance of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about the fellowship of the Spirit. That's right. And you alluded to meditation on the Word and, you know, typically what Thursday or Friday you pull away from the desk and that's really like that's when it happens that's when it starts
0: you know I know Charles Stanley uh, died this past week Mm -hmm. and I I know we could sit here and take issue with with some of the things that you know of the latter parts of his ministry but he helped me out early on Mm -hmm. and I never will forget sitting under his preaching and he said preacher he said when you finish studying on Thursday or Friday push away And and just don't think, don't pull your manuscript. Just ruminate, mm-hmm. just meditate. And he said, you'll be amazed at, at the connections and the formations, yeah. brother. I, I that was so helpful to me. Yeah. And that's that's how I roll. Mm-hmm. I study hard Monday through Thursday evening, and then Friday and Saturday I push away. And I may be turkey hunting like I did this weekend with friends from Grace Life Church. David Young came up. James Vance came up. And uh, at, we're out there turkey hunting, brother, and I'm sitting there and I'm just, mm-hmm. my mind is just, I'm just in. Well, Kayla and I went camping last week and, man, some of the sweetest mm-hmm. f- study and thought and reflection came through just mulling and ruminating. Mm-hmm. we chewing the cud, we'd say, <laughs> belching these truths up and just <laughs> chewing and getting more sustenance out of them than you ever thought you could. Mm-hmm. That's all the ministry and the work of the Holy Spirit. Any preacher listening knows what I'm talking about. But young preachers need to hear this
1: and be spurred on to learn to rely upon the Spirit of God. That is part of your study. It is. It is part of being diligent to study to show yourself approved unto God.
0: When you start out, you're mechanical. Like I said, you're awkward. Things are cumbersome, and you just are so focused on the details. And that's good. You Mm -hmm. need to get the facts right. You need to rightly
1: divide the word of truth. But God help you to learn Mm -hmm. to walk in the Spirit. Amen. Number six, you talked about seeking wisdom. Yep. And we've alluded to this a lot, you know, but uh, in all thy seeking, uh, seek wisdom. Right. And all that, you know, it, it is the chief thing. It is. It is. And, you know, again, I'm going to be brief, brother.
0: I know we're already uh, out there on our time, but, you know, this would be one of the main, if you want to know the foundational building blocks of my life and ministry, be it a financial decision I make or a direction we go in the church or, uh, Kayla and I deciding to sell our house and buy some land and build. I mean, you name it. Yeah. Um, brother, I always seek out counselors. Um, the Bible says there's safety in a multitude of counselors. Yeah. By wise counsel, you will make your war. Mm-hmm. And there's just something, brother, about seeking out now, you can manipulate this process. Yes. You can You can find people that will tell you what you want to hear. But those are not the guys I want. Yeah. You, when I was a young boy growing up, my dad is probably one of the wisest men in my life. We talk every day. Mm-hmm. And I, like a lot of young kids, was a punk and an idiot. Yeah. And I would go to my dad, and I'd ask him questions. And, and my dad would, and I hated when he'd say this, but now I know why he'd say it dad would say, well, now, before I answer your question, do do you want me to tell you what I think or do you mean to tell you what you want to hear? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now I know what he meant. Mm -hmm. And I long for men in my life that will not tell me what I want to hear, Mm -hmm. but that will tell me what the scripture says, that that will give me sound biblical wisdom. Mm -hmm. So surround yourself with godly men. Uh, If you're a sister, surround yourself with godly men and women. Uh, that, that, that sisters that can help you yeah. and, and you can glean from them that will give you, thus saith the scriptures.
1: And one mm-hmm. of the ways that you can have discernment to be able to tell the difference is one of your regular practices and that's spending time in the, the wisdom literature of scripture spending yeah. time in the word of God Seldom when you
0: call me up and say I'm praying between these two options what should I do I'm going to say well here's what the scripture the Bible says. says this. this is what the Bible says and that's what we mean by new counseling. We mm-hmm. don't just give people op- opinions. Right. We, we direct their attention to the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And we need not forget that the Holy Spirit wrote the scriptures. The chief ministry of the Spirit is to remind us of what the Word says. Right. You know, um, it's not uh, the Holy Spirit giving me some mystical smoke that arises up in the air it's the spirit of god directing me to the everlasting wisdom of god the word of the lord that's right and then beyond that i've got and i could enlarge this i've got so many godly friends in my Mm -hmm. life but but you know i'll reach out to seven eight Mm -hmm. you know godly seasoned pastors Mm -hmm. that um I'll lay a scenario out before them or a dilemma that I'm up against and say, brother, what do I need to hear? And then i just listen, you know? And I believe when you're a student of the Word and you know the written Word, and then you seek six or seven or plus good godly counselors, you're going to begin to see a pattern. You're going to see, okay, there's a highway that's been laid out before me. Yeah. Uh, Isaiah says, whether you turn to the left or the right, you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it walk this way. And that's been my experience so many times, brother, Mm. that that's just the way I live my life. Mm. So don't be Baba Black Sheep out there, Mr. Independent. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it my way. Um, Rely upon, you know, this ageless, timeless scriptures, Mm -hmm. 2,000 years of church history. Mm -hmm. Read the Puritans. Read the great men of the faith. Seek out godly gifted men in your life that yes. are not yes men, mm-hmm. and you'll know which way the Lord's leading. That's right. He giveth wisdom, yes. the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Out of his mouth
1: comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. James 1 says he gives it liberally, liberally if you ask in mm-hmm. faith.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, let's talk about manifesting the fruit of the Spirit, and uh, you specifically stress the idea here of never underestimating kindness. I think it's probably the fruit of the Spirit least
0: considered. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think being a preacher gives me a right to be a bully. Hmm. I think sometimes sometimes we think, oh, well, I, now look, I'm 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 the authority. Y'all all just get in line. Hmm. I don't believe in that kind of authority. Hmm. I believe that um, respect and authority is earned, and and you model hmm. a, a life of the things we've just discussed. I don't want you to follow me because you have to. Hmm. I want you to follow me because you want to, mm. because you see the validity, the truth that I'm honoring Scripture, that I'm trying to honor Christ. Mm. You can get away, I'll be honest with you, you can get away for a time in intimidating people and bullying people to do what you want them to do until they don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And um, and by the way, I have a lot shorter Fuse with that than most people do. I just don't Mm -hmm. push well. I just don't push well. You can lead me off cliff. If I love you and I know you're a man of God and I know you're for truth and you're for Jesus and you're for the glory of God, I'm going to battle with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going. I don't care what it costs. (laughs) But man, if you manipulate me and push Mm -hmm. me and coerce me Mm -hmm. and intimidate me, Son, I will dig my heels in. I'm just, I do not like that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think most people don't. And most people can be led, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in a healthy church, you know, where the battles have been fought. Mm -hmm. It's just unnecessary to be authoritarian. And if you constantly are having to remind people that you're the authority, you don't really have (laughs) any, in my opinion. And so I I think that uh, those fruits of the Spirit there, I think there's a lot to be said now, if you follow my ministry for any length of time at all, you know I'm sola scriptura. Amen. That's that's who I am. That's what I do. I, I, I am an expository preacher. End of discussion. But I think there's something to be said, Pastor, for walking down the halls of the church and for heaven's sakes, just speaking to people. Yeah. Just being kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, make eye contact.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, don't be aloof. Yeah. Don't be ivory tower, Mm -hmm. you know, and and don't get high fluting and think (laughs) that you're something and somebody. Yeah. Um, While you are a shepherd, you got to remember you're also one of the sheep Mm -hmm. and walk among them. Mm. Goodness gracious, man. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Don't you think maybe the congregation should be familiar with your voice and not just your preaching voice? But your common speaking voice and mm-hmm. they look, the thing that endears me to Jesus is that he's a high priest who understands my infirmities. Mm. He's been touched with the feelings of all of my infirmities. I love Jesus because he he gets it. Mm-hmm. He 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 feels what I feel He's experienced what I've experienced yet without sin. Mm-hmm. So he's completely able to help me in my hour of mm-hmm. need. Well, shouldn't I be that way? Right. Shouldn't my should my people just think that I'm insulated, untouchable, mm. uh, on an island, mm. you know, otherly? Or should they think, man, my pastor, he, he he's struggling with his children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's struggling, you know, with his finances. Yeah. He's struggling also with some fears. Mm-hmm. I don't think that cheapens or limits my ability to lead. I think it endears your people to you, mm-hmm. and I believe that goes back to transparency. Absolutely, there's a lot of overlap in these things. Sure. And so, don't don't quench the spirit. Mm-hmm. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to flow through you these fruits. Mm-hmm. And let's think about them again. Let me me just turn in my Bible to Galatians Mm -hmm. chapter 5 because I can do it from memory, but I don't want to miss any of them. (laughs) He talks about the fruits of the Spirit first and then the fruits of the flesh. Mm -hmm. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Do your people know you as a joyful brother or as a morose, melancholy, touchy, irritable puss. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. why do they know you? Um, Peace, Mm -hmm. long-suffering, gentleness, Mm -hmm. which I believe is translated kindness, Mm -hmm. goodness, Mm -hmm. faith, meek, temperance, against such things there's no law. Mm -hmm. You can talk all day long, you want to, about the Holy Spirit, but those are tangible ways by which we know He's in control. Mm -hmm. So allow the Spirit to work those fruits through you. None of us do it perfectly, Mm -hmm.
1: but strive to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. You've focused a lot on how that would tangibly look in your relationships with your people, the people that you've been called to shepherd. But it also has a lot to do with your relationship with the lost, too. And that's something that you've impressed upon us. If you're going to be a church, you've said, that's going to take the hard stands that we stand on doctrinally and and practice church discipline, then you better be the kindest church, the most loving church in town, because they already think you're hateful.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They already think you're crazy. Yeah. So let's prove them wrong. Let's show them no. these things are not mutually exclusive. You can be doctrinally inclined and loving. Mm. I passed a sign this morning, a church sign, and this is what it said. It said, God is not interested in your happiness. He wants your holiness. And I thought to myself, well, why does it have to be either or? Here's what I've learned to be holy is to be happy. That's right. I'm my happiest when I'm holy. (laughs) I'm unhappy when I'm unholy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we do see these things as mutually exclusive, you can be a man of integrity you can be a man of god you can be serious-minded which is one of the qualifications you can be sober you can be all of the things the bible demands of you and still speak to people and still be kind Mm -hmm. and still be loving and still be warm and greeting just making eye contact with people just acknowledging people talking to people Mm -hmm. loving on people Mm -hmm goes a long way in opening up the hearts of your people to receive the hard things you're going to have to say to them from the pulpit yesterday's message would be hard (laughs) any day yeah but i hope that our people know but yeah it is hard Mm -hmm. but brother john is one of us he loves us he's here for the long haul Mm -hmm. and he's going to war with us if need be and he's suffering with us you know I, i
1: think that's important yeah amen amen and then uh, you had here being a son of consolation. Can you explain that to us a little bit?
0: Acts four twenty six. That's what Barnabas is, his name means, son of consolation. He's mm-hmm. an encourager.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, again, I won't enlarge on this because it's exactly what I talked about. Mm-hmm. When you make eye contact, mm-hmm. you know you know my standard practice. Mm-hmm. I go over to the congregation at on Sunday morning at least minimum of 15 minutes before the service starts just for this purpose. Yeah. And I'm not omnipresent. I can't talk to everybody. 450 <laughs> people, but I just figured this prov- providence of God will direct me to the people that day I need mm-hmm. and and you know as a year goes by I speak to a lot of different people. And I go over there and just try to Hear people out, and I try to encourage them. Encourage them with the word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speak an encouraging word to them. Uh, Give them some scripture that maybe they'll cling to all week long. Mm -hmm. Had a brother come up to me yesterday, said, I'm I'm facing a difficult situation. I gave him verse scripture. Mm -hmm. Had a sister come up to me yesterday praying about a significant uh, job. Uh, transfer that she's thinking about making. I was able to love on her and give her a verse of scripture to be a son of consolation. Hmm. I think that's something about just being out and amongst the sheep. Now, look, you don't have to do what I do. Hmm. I'm not the standard on anything. (laughs) I am not the standard on anything. But here's what I do. And you know, this is the truth. You don't have to do this. I'm the last one to leave. Mm-hmm. A lot of preachers would say well that's not really healthy. Well it may not be. I don't know, but all I can tell you is I love our people mm-hmm. and I like to be with them. Mm-hmm. I don't dread being with them. Mm-hmm. I don't dodge them. I don't run from them. I like to be with them. I like to be out and amongst them. Mm-hmm. And um you know uh and we're not a small congregation. Right. Um you know I would say by standards of you know, the average church is, what, 100? Mm-hmm. You know, so we would be considered a larger than average church. But I try to be as accessible as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the most frustrating thing to me is that I can't. Yeah. I can't be there for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't. I can't touch everybody. Mm-hmm. But I, I do the ones I can. Mm-hmm. I, I just figure the Lord arranges
1: that sovereignly every week. And this is something that you have to intentionally do.
0: Yeah, because by nature, brother, here's what I'll do: I'll cocoon. I just will. I know myself. Yeah, ninety five percent of my writing I do alone. Mm-hmm. Ninety seven to ninety eight percent of my hunting I do alone. I mean, it's a good thing I don't drink alcohol because I'd be that alcoholic that drinks alone. You know, and that's not a good thing. No. We can, if we're not careful, be isolationists. But here's what the scripture says: mm-hmm. He who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound wisdom. Mm-hmm when you isolate yourself, you can call it right a hundred times. A hundred times out of a hundred times, you're going to be right because you've isolated yourself. And the only one you're getting counsel from is yourself. Mm -hmm. So you, man, you're the king of your ship. You're, you're the captain of the hill and all your loyal subjects are beneath you. And in your mind, you've just got all of it right, right, right. Here's the problem. Here's the problem, sir, whether you know it or not. Your people are going home after church on Sunday and they're saying, Man, they're not murmuring. They're not they're just saying, Man, I think our pastor's out of touch. Yeah. Uh I I don't know. I, I just I'm concerned. Did you hear what he said? Did you see what he did? It'll People show up are not dumb, the, yeah, brother. Yeah. Sheep are not blind. That's right, yeah. And and they're not just mesmerized with you because you're the grand pooh you know, and, and so I, I hope maybe that this speaks to somebody. Amen. And maybe I need some balancing myself, you know, mm. but, but at the same time, I just want to say that people are a lot more inclined mm. to listen to what you have to say on Sunday. Mm-hmm. If they believe like Jesus Christ, yeah. you understand their infirmities and their weaknesses.
1: That's right. That's right. And it'll show up in your preaching. Absolutely. When you're trying to trying to draw out points of application, if you don't know who they are and where they're at, that's going to show up as well. Well, we've had people tell us, and I believe solid people, not just goofballs. You, you know, you've
0: <laughs> quoted Allie McLaughlin. Yeah. And that that say, man, Shelbyville Mills is a loving congregation. Mm-hmm. When you're here, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe, brother, I really do believe that this flows down from you, and it flows down from Ryan, and it flows down from the pastors of the church, and the deacons, and the small group leaders. I mean, it, it infiltrates the church. And so I think it's important that a pastor listening understands some of these things mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about being a hobnobber and a backslapper. That turns me off. That's <laughs> yeah. that's not sincere. Yeah. But just from the genuineness of your heart and the fullness of the Holy Spirit, there should be a love in your heart for your people. Mm-hmm. If there's not a genuine love, and by the way, that manifests itself in you wanting to be around them yes. and be near them. Mm-hmm. And if that's not there, you probably need a heart exam.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. We've got uh, another word of counsel for pastors, and this is one... I'd say especially that a young pastor needs to hear Uh, but you but you said love and encourage your wife and your family
0: well anybody that knows my story knows that you know the struggles I've been through Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know of a single pastor I'm just being honest with you I I don't know of one uh, that's not struggling with a child or a family situation pastors are under they have a they have a bull'seye on their back, and mm-hmm. Satan's constantly harassing and attacking if you can't get to the pastor, you get to his wife. If he can't do it his wife, he'll get to his children, yeah you know he's just constantly looking for an opening, constantly harassing, constantly attacking, constantly uh, you know just finding that weakness, that weak spot and 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 so, even if you're not a pastor, yeah. Your first ministry is if you're married to your wife. Mm-hmm. You're commanded to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And then you're commanded to bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And And read Ephesians, read Colossians. You know, Paul is very, very explicit about this. And mm-hmm. so I just, again, this could be a podcast. It could. I just want to say don't neglect your family. Yeah. Thinking you're the minister, mm-hmm. you know, doing ministry to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Ministry should first be to your family. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit different. There's some guys that do extensive catechisms, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. And there's a lot of guys that do, you know, have, have on a. They literally, I know brothers that have uh, dry erase boards, and that draw elaborate, you know, Bible studies and flowcharts out in front of their families, and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. But that's not what me and Kayla did. We did Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, and 6. Uh, teach these things to your children when you rise up, when mm. you lie down, and when you walk by the way. Mm. Um, by the way, I learned that from Brother Jeff Noblett. He mm. taught me that. And I asked him early on, what do you do? And he said, I live a Christian life, and, and as we go, I teach them as we encounter life, on our way to the grocery store, on our way home from church, at the dinner table, he said, it's just the natural overflow of who me and Pam are. Yeah. And that's, that, that was already in my heart, I just didn't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. But it set me free from the flowcharts. Yeah. And again, I'm not beating the brother up that uses extensive catechisms, that's mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. but I'm going to tell you, that's not what your kids are going to remember. Right. What they're going to remember is you're, you're a relational dad mm-hmm. that that is authentic, that is transparent, that is the same at home as you are as church, Mm -hmm. that has a time, Mm -hmm. they're not a project, Yeah, yeah. they're not your next Bible study, (laughs) but you have time for them, and you love them, and you make eye contact with Mm -hmm. them just like you do the congregation, Mm -hmm. and you know them, and they know your voice, and you walk among them, and you love them, (laughs) and love never fails. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the three most powerful words, perhaps, in all of Scripture. Love mm-hmm. never fails. Mm-hmm. And as these things fro- flow from a heart of love, your congregation will see it, your wife will see it, your children will see it. And that's that purity and that holiness and that cleanness that we talked about,
2: mm-hmm.
0: that authenticity mm-hmm. that upon which Christ builds an extensive years long decades long ministry that's the only way a brother's going to be able to stay at a church yeah is that there's an authenticity and a and a genuineness that that is christ-like and christ honoring so that flows over to your
1: family and if anybody sees it it'll be your family <laughs> and if they don't man brother yeah. if they don't yeah we there's we need to have a discussion there's a disconnect yeah, yeah. there's something's wrong mm-hmm. yeah no doubt about it yeah finally our last point here is uh the idea of loving and paying attention to children and youth. And I'll just give a testimony to this for you before, you, uh, before I turn you loose here, so to speak. But last night after the worship service, um, and, and we, by the way, we had uh, we had a, a business meeting afterwards too. So it's an extended period of time there, you know, and it's late, it's a Sunday night, you're thinking automatically, I can't wait to get home, get the kids in bed, go to sleep, you know, and so on. And, and uh, two of my teenage boys, Uh, were here with me uh, and uh, I was about to kind of hurry them out but I noticed you automatically making a beeline to them in their group and I just thought nope I'm backing off of this one here because what they're about to get here with time with with Jono is a lot more important than me getting them to bed over the next couple of hours and that's something that I see you do regularly and by the way just my boys see it and and my daughter they see it they appreciate it they love you they know that you're accessible And they know that when you're in the room or they're in the room with you, that, you know, you're not just looking beyond them so that you can speak to the important adult Mm -hmm. that's over on the other side. And I appreciate that. They are the important. Yeah. They're the ones in Matthew chapter, was it uh,
0: 18? 18. Mm -hmm. Jesus takes a child and sets him in the midst of all of the important people (laughs) and tells them what's really important. Yeah. You know, yet last night, brother, and you remind, I didn't think about that till right now. You know, I wouldn't even thought about that, but I can tell you this now that you brought that up. The thought never crossed my mind. Okay, now there's Simon and Joey (laughs) and okay, let me check this off my box. You know, I've got to go do my little deed here. It was just, I saw two kids that I loved and I just wanted to go see how they were doing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about turkey hunting. And by the way, I didn't even tell you, I killed a, really nice turkey friday um and before him a coyote <laughs> nice <laughs> and uh, a turkey eater <laughs> but i was talking i know your sons love oh, to yeah. turkey hunt and mm. i was just I was asking them how their season was going and gave <laughs> them an update on mine and and uh and that just opens up the doors to discuss things about to them that really matter absolutely and um so i i don't know man it's After church on Sunday morning, you know this to be true. Mm -hmm. There'll be half a dozen or more kids coming up, grabbing my legs and hugging on me. And, you know, I just, when that happens, brother, the world blacks out to me. Mm -hmm. I just lose consciousness of everything around me. And I I just, I see myself as this is the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I want them to grow up healthy and strong. I want them to be loved. I want them to know they're safe. I want them to know they're secure. Mm this is a healthy place where they can learn about God and, and and they can grow. And I also think what's coming up next week is Graduate Sunday. Then we're going to send them off to college where there's godless philosophies and godless worldviews and everything holy and righteous is going to be attacked. And by the way, we may have to take a look at that one day. I but but yeah. but but we want them to be prepared for all that's going to be thrown at them, and I, I want them to remember that they have a pastor that loves them mm-hmm. and that's shown them the love of Jesus, and I believe that will win out mm-hmm. over uh, the other voices mm-hmm. that they're going to hear. I think a uh, uh, I think a biblically I think a biblically healthy pastor and a biblically healthy church are like cinder blocks in the <laughs> wall of coming alongside mom and dad Mm -hmm. and giving other voices and strengthening what mom and dad have said Mm -hmm. to see this youngster grow up in the admonition and the fear of the lord i just see us as tag teaming Mm -hmm. you know together and so i love children Mm -hmm. and uh, don't don't treat them as unimportant you know treat them as important and and all people but but don't uh give children the impression that you're on to busier things you, right you've got more important stuff stop pay attention to them talk to them man you' you're, you're you're marking kids
1: for eternity when you do that I think the key there would be be accessible absolutely be accessible yep. and obviously there are times when you have to guard your time you have yep. to but being accessible is that goes a long way yep that's something that that our children of our church know, that they can come and talk to their pastor. Amen. Uh, and they do. They yep. do often. Mm-hmm. And I love to see it too. Yep. Uh, yep. Well, brother, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't realize that it would cover this much, but uh, thank God for that. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Well, I hope
0: this has made some sense. It seems a little bit scattered. It's obviously a shotgun approach, but that's what I love about a podcast is you can deal with a lot of different subjects. And yeah. I don't know, maybe with one or two things out of this these ten things, or whatever there were today, that hmm. uh, the Holy Spirit will use to uh, touch somebody's heart, and I know some of these things were shared with me when I was a young man, hmm. a young minister, and they were life changing. I mean, uh, just absolutely life changing, altered the course and the direction of my thinking and ministry. Hmm. Um, I don't know where I'd be if the Lord hadn't poured wisdom into me. So I, I just hope that that's what this is. I don't claim to be an, uh, you know, have the wisdom of Solomon or David or anything like that as a matter of fact that's the wisdom i've received and i'm right. just trying to pass it on I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give back what i've learned from
1: god his word and from godly men that are way out in front of me amen well thank you <laughs> as a recipient thank you very very much for that i appreciate that and to all of our re- listeners that are out there thank you so much for your uh, feedback and we also invite you to uh, send us some questions. We would like to do another live Q&A coming soon where we go before the church and uh, answer questions from people in the congregation as well as people that are listening to the podcast. So if you've got a subject that you want to ask Brother Jono about or a question that you want to ask, please send that to us. My email address is brojo at smbconline.com. Uh, get that to us, and we would love to use that in our upcoming program. Again, we love you very much. Thank you so much for your support.
0: Thank you for listening to The Faithful Expositor. For more information on Brother Jono's ministry, go to our church website, smbconline.com, and follow him on Twitter at John Sims.